lovely lady. Yeah, but she could never be more than a sister to me. If you're free tomorrow night, I've got some new literature on pelvic deviation. Your imaginary friend was a girl? Mm-hmm. What'd she look like? Like me? Only with tiny little breasts. Oh, Margaret. You're my snug harbor. I don't know what I'd do if I didn't have you to sail into. If I lost you to anyone, I'd put a scalpel through my neck. Don't break. No, 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 not here. I don't want Tuttle to get in trouble with you, sir. That's the least I can do for my buddy. Hey, MASH fans. It's time for another episode of MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny, and joining me today are my good buds... Al? Hello. Meds? Gentlemen. And again, we have joining us our special guest, Harry. Hi. Hey, Harry. Hey, hey. All right, so let's go ahead and start with this new episode. It is called Tuttle, and it is from season one. It's episode 15. It was directed by William Wyard, and it was written by Bruce Shelley and David Ketchum. The production code is J315, and it originally aired on January 14th, 1973. Captain Tuttle's got to sign this requisition form before Sister Teresa can get her next batch of supplies. Listen, how did you come up with a name like Tuttle, anyway? He was my imaginary childhood friend. You had an imaginary friend? Yeah, if anybody said, who knocked over the garbage, I said, Tuttle. They said, who broke that window? Tuttle. Who wet the bed? Tuttle. He had no control at all. So when you got drafted, he got drafted. Mm-hmm. We have some great guest stars as always. In this episode, we had Dennis Fimple as Sergeant Sparky Pryor. Now, his credits include Kung Fu, awesome show, The Rockford Files, Battlestar Galactica, another awesome show, Auto Man, which is something Yay. I've never heard before. I loved Auto Man. Yeah, three episodes <laughs> of The Fall Guy. The A-Team. Yes. The A-Team. I hear somebody's doing a show on the A-Team. Uh, E.R., in his final credit, was in Escape to Grizzly Mountain back in 2004. And I believe his performance as the Grizzly Bear won him the Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. We also have Mary Robin Reed as Sister Teresa. She appeared in an episode of The Twilight Zone called To See the Invisible Man. And uh, Herb Volan returns as Brigadier General Crandall Clayton, uh, another actor, to appear in Sanford and Son, and also in Trapper John M.D. And he also turned up in Airplane. Very cool. And we also had James B. Seeking as a finance officer recently seen in Curb Your Enthusiasm, he was in Doogie Howser, M.D. He played in Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and he was the SWAT guy in Hill Street Blues. Very, very cool. Oh, cool. Well, and then, of course, we have the ever-lovable William Christopher, who played Father Francis Mulcahy. Uh, where do I... Sign the original of each form, sir, and initial the carbon copies. Or if you want, you can sign the carbon copies and initial the originals, and then sign this form signifying that you signed what you should have initialed. Hey, Dar, do you really understand all this army stuff? Uh, helps not to be too bright, sir. 
Oh, excellent. So the plot summary for this episode. Hawkeye creates a fake doctor uh, based on his imaginary friend from childhood, Captain Jonathan S. Tuttle, to give supplies to the local orphans. Now, Henry wants Tuttle to be officer of the day, so Hawkeye creates a fake personnel fire, and all his back pay is given to the orphanage. When General Clayton wants to reward his generosity by placing his picture in the newspaper and awarding him a medal, Hawkeye is forced to invent a story about Tuttle jumping from a chopper without his parachute. Idiot. Of course, Trapper's new friend, Major Murdoch, obtained the fake dog tags and parachute. Margaret, I don't know any Captain Tuttle. Do you, Tuttle? Well, he must be new. Well, then why didn't he, he report to me? I'm second in command. I'm sure Colonel Blake will get around to it once he finishes his laundry. Yes, there he is. Well, it's Tuttle's responsibility to present himself. The man is obviously ignoring me. Oh, Frank, why would he ignore you? Guilt. He can't face the man he's going to replace. Who says he's going to replace you? Everyone here's against me, Margaret. Oh, only Pearson McIntyre. Did I tell you they glued my Bible together? Oh, Frank. And they drew fangs on my picture of Senator McCarthy. My poor darling. All right, uh, who wants to start? I know we all love this episode. Al, why don't you start us off? All right, like I said, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes of the entire series. And unlike you guys, I remember watching this when it first aired. Quiet meds. (laughs) (laughs) I think that... You know, all around, this episode was just well-written. It was well-played. The story was just was fun. It was imaginative. Um, I, I, everything about it, I just loved it. I, I, I loved how they started this, the, the episode. In fact, you know, when we see Hawkeye and Trapper covertly carrying out those uh, supplies and loading them up into the truck. Hey, Trapper, how much do you suppose this stuff's worth on the black market? What would you do with your shit? Pay for my hernia operation. All right, let me see. Blankets, powdered milk, penicillin. Okay, that's everything. And Hawkeye saying, hey, wonder how much this would get on the black market. So for a split second, you're thinking, what in the heck are they doing? But then it turns out, of course, they're they're donating it to the uh, local orphanage. All right, Sister Teresa, all set. Oh, how can I ever thank you, Hawkeye? <laughs> and you, Trapper. Oh, don't thank us. We're just acting on orders. But who's... who's the author of all this generosity? Uh, Tuttle. Captain Tuttle. That's a right there, Trapper? Captain Tuttle? Yeah, one of our finest officers. Um, mm-hmm. I, I just... I thought that was great. Um... And I loved how the whole thing kind of snowballed. I mean, it started out as a simple thing where Hawkeye wanted to help the, the you know, the, the orphanage and the kids. And it just kind of snowballed into this big giant thing to where in the end we've got the general coming out to personally congratulate um, Tuttle. Now, look, we've got to make our appreciation more uh, tangible, Henry. I mean, it's one thing to admire a man's work, but it's another thing to get you a picture in the paper doing it. Huh? Therefore... I've decided to come out on the field tomorrow and personally give Captain Tuttle a decoration. And uh, we find out how Hawkeye can wrap the whole thing up by inventing a heroic death. There is no Tuttle. No Tuttle? No Tuttle? What? Not anymore, sir. That's all that's left. How'd it happen? Well, you know Tuttle. 
No sacrifice too great. This morning, while the rest of us were selfishly having a cup of coffee, he went off in a helicopter to do some field surgery. He jumped with his plasma, his bag, everything an army doctor needs, except his parachute. I just, you know, that was amazing. Um, there were a couple things, though, that kind of bugged me a little bit. And, of course, unless you watch it over and over again, you probably won't even notice this. But when uh, when Frank and Margaret want to check out Tuttle's file... I want to see the personnel file on this new man, the Captain Tuttle. Oh, sir, these files are locked. I'm afraid you're going to need a, an authorization from Colonel Blake. Well, get it. Wake him. Oh, uh, wake him? Well, uh, he could be dreaming up some new medicine that could uh, help all mankind. Henry Blake? That laundrette? Well, I'll get an authorization to see that title file. They go, and, and, uh, and of course, radar is there to block them. So what does Trapper and uh, Hawkeye do? They invent a file for him. They actually handwrite his entire record in pencil. Now... <laughs> I've been in the military. <laughs> in fact, I work with the military now, and uh, I can tell you. It's supposed to be typed. <laughs> yeah. None of the forms are handwritten, especially in pencil. They're all typed. Um, I just, you know, that part kind of bothered me. Uh, but what I did like was how they built their own man, you know, so to speak. They gave, uh, they gave Tuttle a Tom Selleck kind of look, really tall, very lean, <laughs> a great education. And uh, I love the religion part. Uh, religion. Uh, atheist. I don't believe in atheism. Let's make him a druid. What's that? They worship trees. Ah, tree surgeon. Druid, reformed. They're allowed to pray at bushes. He's a druid. A reformed druid. <laughs> a reformed druid. <laughs> right. And, uh, of course, Radar, being Radar, has no idea what a druid is. So <laughs> Hawkeye tries to uh, ah, simplify it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he tries to simplify it, saying they worship trees. Ah, a tree <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> very, very cool. Yeah, awesome stuff. I just it's, – it's one of the best examples of – how everybody does their thing in this show. Uh, I love the way um, uh, Henry acts clueless, but he doesn't want anybody to think that he's clueless. So, of course, yeah, he remembers meeting Tuttle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I thought it was an all-around great episode. Awesome. How about you, Harry? What do you think? That's what I like so much about the, the episode. Is, is, is funny to begin with, but it brings up an interesting point in the military. The military is a bureaucratic apparatus if you so will if you put in the right number of forms you can get whatever thing you want that's true yeah not many because uh, so, no one questions no nobody question, questions no one ever because, because you put in the right number of forms with the right number of signatures and nobody is ever going to question that yeah yeah that's always that's always funny i just like it how the fact that everybody seems to know him you know, uh, you know, rather than say they they've never saw him, they all. I mean, every, that's one thing that's really cool about this episode is that everybody falls in love with Tuttle, out, never even meeting him. Exactly. You know, it's um, it, it was just a, it's a very well written episode, very well acted, and it it makes sense. You know, there's nothing so far fetched that you that you're like, oh, that's that's just so unbelievable. You know, because they stay one step ahead of everybody, or Hawkeye does. 
and I just like I just like the way it all actually planned out. Well, my biggest my biggest complaint is him jumping out of a helicopter without a parachute. <laughs> I just thought that was I mean he should have like died under fire or something, but I just thought that was kind of silly. They all seem to love it, and they're all tearing up as Hawkeye's talking about it. But I just thought it was kind of a silly way for him to go. Well, also, this- I mean, who would ju- who would jump out of a a uh, helicopter with a helicopter. parachute. There's yeah. not enough room for the parachute to deploy. Yeah. That is true, too. That is true. A little parachute minor wouldn't detail. do you any good. <laughs> but, but what I also like about it, uh, the title also, he doesn't even, even exist, gets a citation at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very cool. How about you, uh, Meds? What did you think of this episode? Oh, yeah, I hated it. Oh, you did not. Nah, you guys. Nah, because I, I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> uh, no, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a great episode, back on form, especially after the last, um, the last two episodes. Um, there's, there's a few things I don't, I don't quite get, and it might have been because I, I watched this the other day when we was prepping for it. So uh, maybe you guys can answer me this. At, at the beginning, you've got the setup where it looks like that, that stealing stuff, you know, on the black market, and you think, "Well, what's going on?" And you, you see the sister, and you think, "Ah, it's for the, it's for the, for the orphanage." But they're doing it seemingly at night. I mean, there's nobody around, so it looks like that they are literally stowing the stuff away on her truck as she drives off. Yet later on, they're laughing about it to, to all and sundry, saying, ah, oh, well, at least the, the orphanage are going to be sorted out. So was it secret? Is it a secret that they were sending it to the orphanage or not? Or did I miss something on that? Because that, that kind of bothered me a bit. Now that you mention it, I don't think so. I, I think that they, they, in the beginning they wanted us to think that it was kind of a covert thing. But obviously mm. Tuttle... Uh, you know, signed for the requisition. I just think that why, maybe... Why, yeah, that's what I mean. So why, why did they... If it, was, if it wasn't a secret thing, why didn't they just say, yeah, well, Captain Pierce? You know, why, why make somebody up, which does indicate that it, well, it is a secret. You know, they are doing it on the sly. And then at the end, they're, they're talking about it openly, that the orphanage has got that pay and they're going to get extra supplies. It does say they're going to get extra supplies later on because he died, he's sent all his money to the orphanage. So I'm a little bit, a little bit... That seems yeah, but, but I, I think it. I mean, I think it was a secret. They were trying to, you know, take some extra supplies mm-hmm. off of their, you know, their uh, mash unit to get to this orphanage. But the money, I mean, the money was that was Tuttle's to give away. So I mean, that, oh, so maybe that maybe when they say about the money that they can use the money to buy the supplies. That's, that's part yeah, of the thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, just yeah. more of a. The money was known by everybody. That's why he was getting mm-hmm. his reward. You know, his. Yeah. Uh, award yeah, yeah because exactly. he gave his back pay you know 14 months worth the thing um, is is they made they made Tuttle the supply officer and the supply officer oh, okay. has has to has to sign the supply requisition it has to be countersigned by the commanding officer that's why they yeah. that's why they made uh, up the yeah, was, yeah 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 um yeah but that and the only other thing that i which this is this isn't something that bothers me but it's something that i thought ah oh, guys if you thought of this beforehand you'd have saved yourself a lot of trouble Actually, it would have probably killed one episode of MASH. would have been if um, they actually made up another officer. They could have got Hojon's money a lot quicker um, instead of, you know, doing playing poker games and having Hojon steal everything from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably something they should think in the future. But, no, I, I absolutely love this episode. And I, I, the, the, the thing that sticks out for me is the, um, the slapstick-style conversation between General Clayton and Henry Blake. Colonel Clayton, General Blake here, sir. Steady, Henry. Yes, sir. Uh, I just called to offer my congratulations. Well, that certainly means a lot coming from you, sir. Uh, May I ask for what? 
Well, I just got a letter from Sister Teresa. Oh, I didn't know you had a sister. She's a nun. Oh, you must be very proud, sir. The fact Blake doesn't know what Clayton's on about, mm-hmm. and he's, he's just, you know, uh, again, brilliant. I know we always talk about this, uh, and, and rightly so, but again, uh, McLean Stevenson, or as Kenny, you refer to as Stevenson McLean. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Dan Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, again, it just shows how uh, how fantastic McLean Stevenson is in this role and his, his comedy performance. Uh, I think it's just brilliant. I was, I literally was laughing my socks off between that conversation. In fact, I did that to read wind it because i thought it was so good um it's a, it is a brilliant it is a brilliant episode it's uh, nicely thought out it's the fact that him uh, sorry uh, frank um you know he's saying that he's already friends with him you want what frank i want you to change my tent i want you to make captain tuttle my roomie your roomie well general clayton asked that i personally look after it tuttle johnny isn't it Jonathan? Well, not to his close friends. You know, yes. you, you know if Tuttle's anything, he wouldn't want to know Frank Burns <laughs> at all. Uh, Henry, yeah. you can excuse, because Henry's a little bit absent-minded. As, as we've said before, he's he's in charge of the MASH, uh, you know, yeah. camp, but he's not a military guy. Yeah. Um, but no, I uh, loved it. Definitely definitely an episode I could go back to uh, regularly to watch. Oh, definitely. This is definitely probably the best episode of season one. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so overall, it's so well far. written, well acted. It's funny. I love when uh, when Hawkeye is pretending to be the general to uh, Hot Lips. Hello. Hello, General Major Houlihan. Margaret, I do hope this is going to be an obscene phone call. <laughs> I, I wish it could be, sir. Uh, that is, um, I wonder if you might do me a favor. You just say the word, Margaret, and I'll get a hormone shot. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, what I want to know... Say, what did you think of that new man I sent down there? Uh, Tuttle. You said Captain Tuttle? Yes, he's going to marry my niece. Now, try to keep him pure, Margaret. If you can keep your hot little hands off him. <laughs> Goodbye, Margaret. And he's saying he's saying all the right things because she's just totally eating it up. I, now, mean, I noticed I noticed things as well. When, when he's talking on the phone, pretending to be the general. Um, now I can't remember the other general's name. Uh, Harry, maybe you can help out here. But you know the other general with the, the bald head. Uh, he's in the earlier episodes. Uh, that's who, general Mitchell, I think. Yeah, that's who, that's who Hawkeye sounds like. Mm. When he's doing that conversation, he doesn't sound anything like Clayton. Yet he sounds just like that other, that other general, and that's the one I expected to turn up if I was honest. Yeah, no, I just I thought he sounded like Hawkeye. He didn't sound any, any different to me. Like but I thought it was funny just because he knew he just knew what buttons to press with her, or how, you know how her interaction is with generals. I just thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, slut. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else on this episode before we move on? I want to know where the dog tags came from. How did they get they, the dog tags so quickly? They came from Major Murdoch. Yeah, you just print them off, don't you? I know, I've got, I've got, I've got dog tags that I just printed at work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, they never really say. I, I guess you're not really supposed to think that hard about it, you know. The only thing else about that episode is, is the goofiest general hat. We only see that on Clayton and the, and the one time where they introduced Potter for the first time. Okay, cool. I didn't the, the episode, uh, the channel flipped it down. But, oh. but, but with all the other channels, we never saw, see the goofy black shiny hat. Wow. Oh, the helmet. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, very, very cool. That, so this is what happens when you watch it over and over and over. Yeah, that's true. You pick up on those little things, those little details. And I did notice the distinct absence of plates. <laughs> yes, I think they're finally getting away from the plates. We're getting away from the plates. Finally, yes. Very, very good. Maybe they got complaints. Tuttle! Yo! Uh, Captain Tuttle? No. Captain Pierce, MD, Manic Depression. Is that yours? No, the only mail I'll accept is a full apology from President Truman. That is addressed to Captain Tuttle. Very good, Frank. You read well enough to be a druggist. Where is he? Oh, Tuttle, he's in post up. I'm going to drop this off for him. Oh, well, I can do that. Oh, that's very kind of you, Frank. It certainly belies all the vicious gossip somebody is spreading about what a twisted, selfish, mean-spirited, overbearing fusspot you are. It certainly does. Then I'll stop spreading it. All right, it's time for some behind-the-scenes, and we have quite a bit. This is what, what happens when an episode is so popular. It's, it tends to get more information about it. So why don't you start us off, Meds? Okay, a uh, possible inspiration uh, could be that Captain Tuttle is a parody of Lieutenant Kiaya, the subject of a novella by Soviet author Yuli Tunerov. Kiev, who existed only on paper, was a supposed soldier in the Tsar's army. As with Captain Tuttle, the paperwork edifice begins to collapse when Lieutenant Kije must make a personal appearance. The novella was made into a film famous for its music by Sergei Prokofiev. I'm so glad you read all that. Wow. I'm impressed. Another possible inspiration for Tuttle lies in a World War II operation by British intelligence made to convince the Germans of the veracity of phony papers found on the corpse of a supposed British officer. It worked to stunning effect and also involved the use of staged telephone conversations and falsified records like Hawkeye and Trapper used on Burns and Houlihan. Very interesting. Much more interesting than mine. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I like yours. I think this is cool. Sparky, the switchboard operator that Radar frequently calls at ICOR, was only seen once during this episode. HQ Soul is Sergeant Pryor. Hi, Sparky. This is Radar. Hey, how you doing, boy? Fine. Hey, listen, Sparky. Hey, I wanted to thank you for sending the Captain Marvel annual. It just come today. Okay, okay. Look, uh, listen. I'm going to be making a call on this line any second. I want you to patch it back to me. <laughs> Shazam! Played by the late Dennis Fimple. Although a first name is never given, he is revealed to be a sergeant whose last name is Pryor. Very cool, yes. Yeah, also a, his prior name. It's the one and, one and only time we see Sparky. That's right. I mean, we hear about him all the time throughout the entire series. Yeah. But we've only gotten to see him once. Very, very cool. There is a joke hidden in the closed credits of this episode. Captain Tuttle is credited for appearing as himself, despite the fact that he never shown on screen because he doesn't exist. Hawkeye made him up. So yeah. that's kind of funny that they actually gave him a credit. I noticed it when yeah. I re- was rewatching it. It's kind of funny. Oh, I didn't know. I'd have to look at that. <laughs> Due to its bizarre storyline, it is one of the most well-known episodes of the series. I think we said that earlier on, didn't we, how, how well-known this episode yeah, is? Yeah, yeah. In fact, this episode was nominated for a Writer's Guild Award. Yep, and well-deserved. I don't, know, I don't think it won, but it was definitely well-deserving of its nomination. And though his name appears in the closing credits, Father Mulcahy's scenes were deleted from the syndicated version. Weird. Yeah. 
Uh, when Hawkeye, Trapper and Radar are making up Tuttle's history, Hawkeye describes auburn hair and hazel eyes. Trapper responds by saying, I think I'm in love. All right, now a little something for hot lips. Height, six feet four. Weight, 195 pounds. Hair, auburn. <laughs> eyes, hazel. Hawkeye. Hmm? I think I'm in love. Uh, this could be a reference to the film in which Duke says the same about Lieutenant Dish, who also has these two characteristics. Oh, nice. And a little nod to the movie. Yeah, nod to the movie there, yeah. Speaking of nods, Captain Pierce saluted only four times ever. Four times. This is the first time that he saluted, and it was to Captain Tuttle, or... To himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I also brought this up when we were watching this, when they were doing the saluting to the general. I'm like, you know, because normally you're supposed to salute, hold it, until the general salutes and drops it, and then you drop. And actually, the entire the entire uh, mass unit, they all saluted before the general even started to salute and drop before. I mean, it was just a weird timing thing. At least my understanding is that how that's how saluting works. Right, you the the, um, the the inferior soldier officer, whatever it is, has to initiate the salute with the superior, and then has to hold it until the superior releases. That's what it. I thought. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, they don't, they don't really do that on Nash, but nah, they are very sloppy when it comes to that. <laughs> egos, egos, egos. There we go. Margaret, have you seen him? Who? Tuttle. Pierce said he was with you. McIntyre said he was with you. Margaret, you haven't been seeing him secretly, have you? Frank, there are people. If I find out you're seeing Tuttle, I'll put my head under a jeep. A j- Frank. Frank, no one can take your place. No matter how attractive I find Captain Tuttle. All right, it's time for our favorite section, trivia. Woohoo! Yay. Yay. <laughs> Such enthusiasm. All right, we're going we're gonna to continue with our character trivia. So this time we're going to be talking about Frank Burns. Ooh. Yeah. So, uh, Harry, you're going to go first. Meds, oh, you boy. were so screwed. <laughs> yeah. Again. What was Frank Burns' middle name? Marianne. Marianne. And that is correct. Of course. Yay! <laughs> oh, here, Meds, I'll give you this one. This is a really easy one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think I prefer the hard ones. Justify. Well, what was Frank Burns' nickname? Favorite face. There you go. Very good. Hey. That means um, I'm getting the hard one. Yes. All right, Al. Here's one for you. What was his wife's name? What was Frank Burns' wife's name? Hmm. That was my answer. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> no, that's final answer. I can't remember. No. What was Joyce. It? Nope. <laughs> Joyce, yeah. <laughs> what was uh, what was his what was her name, Harry? Louise. Louise, Louise yes. That's right. That oh, Louise, correct. we had to work late. <laughs> yeah. How many cars did he have and how much was his house worth? Oh man, I remember this Ooh. scene. I know he has two cars and I can't remember how much thirty thousand his house is worth? Sixty sixty thousand. Uh, I, th- I think it's uh, thirty thousand. Well, we can look at the answer. All right, so... Yeah, it, it is 30,000. Hey. Did I get it right? Oh, I did. Two cars and 30,000. Yeah. Wow. 
Or as Hawker right. said, he had two houses in a car that cost $30,000. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> very, very cool. All right, now we have one for our listeners. Where did Frank Burns receive his military training? All right, so that's it. So where did Frank Burns get his military training? If you know the answer, go ahead and email that to mash4077podcast at gmail.com, and we will put your name into a drawing with all the correct answers, and we will pull a name out and give away a T-shirt. And remember, the questions are only easy if you already know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Spock. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. We can all be comforted by the thought that He's not really gone. That there's a little tuttle left in all of us. In fact, you might say that all of us together made up tuttle. I'll never forget him. Our grief will pass. It's already hard to remember exactly how Johnny looked. How he talked. His little laugh. Thankfully, he's left behind a memorial. I've been informed by radar that Captain Tuttle's GI insurance named Sister Teresa's orphanage as his sole beneficiary. How typical. We salute you, Captain Tuttle. Humanitarian and healer. Good luck, Doctor. In that great big waiting room in the sky. You can find MASH 4077 podcasts all over the internet. We are located on Facebook. Where can they find us on Facebook, Al? You can find us at www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And we need to be liked. Come on over and like us, please. Like us, please. Follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. That's right. You can also we we also have a website. You can find us at www.mash4077podcast.com. You can get show notes. Uh, other little interesting things are uh, located there on our website. And uh, we also have a blog where uh, each of us will be throwing down our old musings, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. And you can buy all kinds of MASH 4077 podcast goodies on our Zazzle store at www.zazzle.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And also, we've had a few inquiries about making donations to our podcast, which we gladly accept to help pay for the URL and other uh, runnings of this podcast. If you want to make a donation, you can go to our uh, website or the Podbean, and both of those have PayPal links, and you can easily make a donation there, and it's much appreciated if you do. It is. Can we, Thank you we very can, much. Can, we can continue getting meds therapy that way. <laughs> it is. I, I'm not doing this for the fun of it. <laughs> and then we love listener feedback. Anything you want to share, what you dislike, what you like about each episode that we're discussing, what you like and dislike about the podcast, if you want to hear us review anything specific or maybe you have an idea for a swamp cast just uh, drop us a line at mash 4077 podcast at gmail.com 
And, of course, uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, you get the option, of course, to leave us five stars, which would be very nice. And, of course, just head to iTunes, uh, type in MASH 4077 Podcast in the search bar, which, of course, you should know, because if you're downloading it from iTunes, <laughs> it's already there. So uh, please do leave us a review. It would be very nice. And of course, we'll read it out on our Swampcast. Very, very cool. All right, so I think that's going to do it for this episode. I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. I'm Al. Later, dudes. And I'm Harry. We'll be seeing ya. Wasn't a dry eye in the camp. Tuttle always brought out the best in me. Hey, I have a oh. question. Where'd you guys get the parachute and the dog tanks? Uh, that was Major Murdoch. Who? Who's Major Murdoch? You know, Murdoch, tall, skinny guy. Tuttle's replacement. Oh, yeah, I had breakfast with him this morning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, my name's Kenny, and I'm a fanboy. Do you like Star Trek? Star Wars? Do you consider yourself a brown coat? Are you into cosplaying? LARPing? A furry? Can you speak Klingon? Do you know all the doctors and their companions? Can you not get enough of steampunk? Do you just love Disney? If you do, then this podcast might be for you. Confessions of a Fanboy. Each episode, I have a one-on-one conversation with a fanboy or a fangirl. We'll talk about your fandom, why you call yourself a fan, and how you integrate it into your daily life. So come on over to confessionsofafanboypodcast.com and listen to fellow geeks talk about their love for their fandom. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. Hi, I'm Al. And I'm Joyce. And, and we're, we're huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known and often overlooked gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks that we've uncovered over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. Check out Tales from the Mouse House. In iTunes. And uh, Herb Volan returns as Brigadier General Crandall Creighton, uh, another actor, to appear in Sanford and Son. And he also trapped... Uh, <laughs> You're also trapped up in, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The subject of a novella by a Soviet author, Yuri... Oh, my God. Tyanayov. Tyanayov? Why don't I give it to somebody else? Okay. The subject of a novella... The subject of a novella... (laughs) (laughs) The subject of a novella... Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) A novel... Oh, no, thank you. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> the subject of a novel by a Soviet author, Yuri... Oh, my God, I forgot the last name again. <laughs> Taya... 
What was it? Tinayov. Tinea? Tinayov. 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 Okay, Tinayov. I got it. The subject of a novel by Soviet author Yuri Tineva. Oh, God. <laughs> Tineyov. Oh, what episode are we in? This is only the third episode. Do, do, do you want to swap? Do you want to swap? You do mine and I'll do yours. Oh, yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> We're supposed to... It's a, you see, I'm screwed now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I screw up on was. Oh, okay. I'll go from was. The MASH 4077 Podcast is a geeky fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivative, work 3.0 United States license, all rights reserved.